Everyone and welcome to episode 9 of the GA and Gym podcast. My name is Oshin Quinn. So we're back for another episode here. Um, before I get into this week's episode, I want to kind of plug a few things. So we set up a new website this week to sell some of the Quinn Strength uh, merchandise. So um, I'll try and link it in this here and then it'll be up my Instagram as well. Um, and while you're on Instagram, make sure you're following it because I'm putting up stuff uh pretty consistently on that there um this podcast as well is going to be going up on um on youtube if you only watch it instead um or maybe you only watch it twice because it's going to be that fucking good or not um but yeah this one was um i was really excited for it and it was one that had been kind of asked for a lot i finally got a hurler on board um we didn't just get any hurler we happened to get a really fucking good one so we have uh, a Tipperary player two all-irelands two monster titles one all-star Tipperary's Bubbles of Dwyer. Okay, John, welcome to the podcast. Good to have you. Thanks very much. Um, what uh, what has you up in Dublin here at the minute? I just came up there to, to visit the, the girlfriend, so I came up there. So I, when you said that you wanted to meet me, I, I said I'd, I'd give you a bit of time, I suppose. <laughs> it, uh, it worked out well for us, I think. Um, were you up too much in Dublin, or do you, do you just sort of chill out there? No, just last night, just went went for a bit of food, went to the cinema. That was it then. Uh, went for a few pints, actually, in in, uh, in Dublin there as well. So that was about it, like nothing too exciting. I had to get up early this morning to do a bit of work. Yeah. So. Do, you, uh, do you ever get recognised much whenever you're out there? Not in Dublin, no. Well, it all depends. If you go into Camden Street or into Rhines or anything like that, you get recognised fairly easy, all right. But yeah, not not where we were last night. Now it is fairly quiet, and it wasn't exactly a a, hur- a hurling yeah. a hurling part of Dublin. Is that not a bit mad whenever people recognise you? Like, is it a bit weird, or is you kind of used to it now? Ah, uh, no. It, it it all depends. It all depends on where you are, I suppose. Yeah. Um, if you get recognised, it's usually in a kind of a, str- a hurling stronghold. But then you c- you could get one or two people that come in and 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 recognise you, and that's about it. Actually having food last night I went to sit down and some fella comes up to me and goes oh well how are you I was like oh not too bad I haven't a clue who you are like so <laughs> this kind of a thing but, but uh, no it was fine like you know it's not too bad and I suppose it's not a bad complaint to have either that's a weird thing yeah um, you any hurling at the minute then is that all finished <coughs> up or is, is any club going on no um, finished up there finished up last weekend there we were in relega- senior relegation so we got relegated from senior A to senior B right so not a, gr- not a great year for the club but you know we'll just we're still in senior, but senior B, so it'll it'll take a lot more to try and win a, a championship. But we had a bad year. We, di- we didn't win any championship match this year for the first time ever. So right. it was a it was a pretty <laughs> a pretty bad year. Right? Probably shouldn't have brought that up there. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> um, and to make it worse, I was captain as well. Ah, Jesus. Um, very competitive, <laughs> I'm guessing. Uh, your championship is it? Yeah, um, totally competitive. We were in a very tough group. Like we had Torla Sarsfields in our group and Kilroy McDonough's as well. Our first game, Kilroy McDonough's beat beat us by a pint. And they won the they won the quarter final yesterday by thirteen mm. points, like you know. So, like, we'd we'd have a we'd have a good enough t- team to compete, but we, it, this year just didn't go didn't go great for us. So, just try and try and regroup for next year, I suppose. Happens, like, doesn't it? Oh, it does. Yeah, but like <coughs> in the relegation match last weekend, like we'd nine hundred John's playing for us. So, uh-huh. we're a ver- we're a very young team, but um, so no, it, it it will come, you know. And then a couple of us struggling with a few injuries there, Joe who was on the tip panel as well, he was struggling since since the middle of the year, like, you know, yeah. so not having everyone fit doesn't help either. No, it doesn't. Are you only hurling your club or are you dual or? No, we're dual, yeah. Um, senior football, football, senior football as well, yeah. So, was it three, three years ago, I think we got to the county senior football final and Clamwell Commercials beat us by a couple of pints. Uh-huh. Um, which, yeah, dual club, probably have a better chance of winning the county football final that we, than we do hurling, but really? we, don't, we don't train for football, we only, we only play it 
we don't uh, train so matches, like. yeah exactly so like if we have a, a football match say of a Sunday we might do 20 minutes at the end of a hurling session on a Friday that's about it and it's pretty much everyone that plays hurling they'll play football as well yeah the exact same team yeah, everyone um, but hurling's a priority basically hurling's a priority yeah but the football is more enjoyable because we don't take it as serious no. so it's a lot more enjoyable and you kind of get more better results like because you're taking hurling so serious uh-huh. your your football then is kind of just go out and enjoy it and that's the reason why we've been getting to divisional finals and then county finals over the last couple of years and would that be kind of the way most of the teams in Tipperary would operate or <laughs> well the d- that's that's the way most dual clubs would operate yeah. right? like just Lockmore for example they'd, they'd kind of be similar enough they'd, they'd, they'd be mo- may basi- basically concentrating on hurling but you know take the football very serious and they're in the county semi-final for the football now as well like you know yeah. they, uh, I reckon myself they, they'll go on and win it but you know it is that's the way dual teams are, but then you'll have th- you'll have just football clubs and concentrate solely on football as well. Yeah, you see, at, at the club level, do you find much of a difference between you know, do you find playing football a lot harder physically, or certainly a lot harder, or is it all much the same? Um, <coughs> I don't really know, like because the football is kind of you go out to enjoy it, and the way we look at it is we kind of u- we kind of look at it as a training session, kind of a yes, go out and use it as a as a fitness builder or whichever. And so even when you're when you're in with tip and you have a couple of football games, that's what the manager would say to you. He'd be like, "You don't go out, play it, try and win the game, but you know, use it as a use it as a training session." Like so. Yeah. So in that sense, it's it's really enjoyable. Like. I think so. I think that's a problem nearly with 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 football and probably hurling now is that the majority of people don't enjoy it because of this so serious. Like that's the thing. Yeah. Well, it's gone. It's gone so serious. That's the, that's the way we just we just approach football. We kind of go out with a. If we win, great. If we lose. It's not. It doesn't really matter Aye. because we don't exactly ta- we don't exactly take it too serious. But you know, like we got to county final a couple of years ago and could have won it, but at the same time we didn't exactly put in too much preparation. Yeah, for it, like, you know. Aye, so you're not all that bored <coughs> when it doesn't work. Well, out like really. any time you lose a final, it's not great. But yeah. you know, um, we we concentrate on hurling like and and if we if we do well in the football, like it's it's, it's, it's a just bonus. a bonus. Yeah, that's a good way of doing it. Like we have no hurling at all in um in our club. Like right. Um, uh, you probably obviously know there's very very little in dairy too, but yeah. um, from the from the clubs <coughs> you have like, you know slack needles and stuff. I um, actually have um. Do you know do you, do you know do you know John Johnny Dwyer? Do I? Yeah. I was actually chatting to a boy from Four Glen today, um, and I was telling him he was coming up to do the podcast, and he was saying you're his you're his cousin. I'm only working this out now. I've only figured this out recently, but his nickname is Tip. Right, and I'm guessing it's like he his family must his be his family is from Tip. Yeah, Johnny, aye. Johnny, you're on about. Aye, aye. Yeah, so Johnny, Johnny's father w- lived four do- four doors away from me, uh-huh. and he he's originally a Tip man, but he moved up to Derry when he was a young lad, and he heard for Derry. Aye. and John Derry uh, must be six or seven years ago now. I think Johnny came down when he was around seventeen or eighteen. He came down for the summer, uh-huh. and uh, he done a bit of training with us, and we were there. He, like he was serious hurler, like. so we were there. We were trying to convince him to move down and transfer <laughs> down, like the whole lot. But um, he was having none of that time because he was on the dairy panel. But I think he's he's living. I think he's living in Germany now at the minute, is he? I can tell you where he's at now. Um, I know that for Glenn, the team that that he plays for, they beat us in the championship. They're actually in the championship final now. Right. So I would I would say he'd probably be coming back if not. Yeah. If he's not on the panel, he'd be there watching you know, but Or maybe um, he just goes over and back then. I don't know, but he could do. I feel like um, he was there in the game we played, but um, I actually I was actually up there two years ago. I went up to do a camp up in um, what's the name of the big GA centre in there? Big. Um, yeah, yeah. I went up there. I went up to do a camp up there a couple of years ago, and um, went out in Derry for a night then as well with Johnny. So it was. Uh, how'd that go? We go crack, yeah. <laughs> Very good. We went. Um, we done a bit of driving around, 
driving around the city and stuff like that and then just went out for a few pints then it was good uh, crack now it's good uh, there's a couple of bars and dairies are um they're, they're good old crack like yeah we, like the club the club that we're doing it for actually was um his rival is big rivals with johnny's club like given or something was it yeah uh, we went to, we went in to do a presentation in the club and uh-huh. johnny wouldn't come in because he w- like no way that he going to <laughs> that, that, that club's uh, clubhouse to do uh. to with us like for a few pints to do the presentation like so he, he, w- he waited at home until we were finished and then he came in and met us then after jesus <coughs> uh, it's some of the the, the 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 big hurling clubs in the area they are they are very competitive within mm. it, but there is only a handful. But um, anytime you watch them or anytime you hear, like the standard is pretty good. Like, um well, the standard is good. Yeah, like e- even when we're up doing the camp, I d- like on the way up, we done on the way up, we done a a camp for a camogie camp, and well, not a camp, just yeah. They found out that I was going up to Derry, so they asked would I stop in for an hour to do a camogie session with. Them, like, so I stopped in and like the standard is Aye. is high, like you know. So I think it's just the fact that there is so few people playing it in there. That's what that's what kills it. Yeah, you know, like half the clubs literally don't want to play it. And then when Slot Neil keep winning, then like it's it doesn't exactly help either. Like no, it does not. Like it does not. Um, but uh, they they won it again this year. Yeah, yeah. So I'd say they'll be hard beating Ulster too again. Um, it's been a couple of months now since uh, All Ireland. Have you been able to process it, or have you? Ah. I suppose you have, like, you know, we kind of, since it's finished up, like, you get to, you get to go back and kind of enjoy your social life, whereas, like, when you're, when you're playing, like, you kind of have to put on hold, so, anywhere you go, it's kind of, like, even last night, like, I went into the local pub where, where I was, and uh, Martin Donnelly there from Clare, like, uh-huh. he was a sponsor to the Clare team from years ago, like, I'd know him fairly well, and just there, he's in, and wouldn't have seen him since this time last year, like, because yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been out, like, and all the other lads there, then, like, they're all, they're not about or don't buy in pints yeah. or whatever like you know so it's a bit of crack like and you know things like that is good like but then the minute you finish like we finished on the sunday and i had a club match on the friday like yeah you know went out we played a football game we scored two three and i scored one three so like it is the minute the minute you come down off your off your off the adrenaline rush like you're straight back into club action like so it's a bit of a uh, you get no break like you know yeah and um i asked mark McHugh this here what's it like what is it like one in All Ireland? Like, how does that feel? You've got two now, haven't you? I've two now, yeah. Um, it's kind of it was kind of this year was kind of weird for me because straight after the match I was calling in to do media duty, right? In sitting in, so in front of two hundred journalists or whatever, and they all sitting there with their phones in front of you and stuff like this. And I that done, and then when Lean came in, then I was finished, so I left. And I was supposed to do another interview. I was just about to start, and all I could hear inside in the dressing room was all the boys going absolutely crazy, like. Uh. But I just turned around and go, "Hey lads, I'm going." Sorry, walked out and just yeah. shout, call me like, hey, John, John, come back, please come back. No, I'm going in enjoying this with my teammates. Like, yeah. I'm not standing out here doing interviews for Aye. for nothing, basically. Like, do you yeah. know what I mean? So I, I just walked off and went in and had the crack inside and dressed them. But that's, it's the the minute you win on the field, like, it's crazy. And then it kind of calms down then for the s- and you do their lap of honour or whatever. And, but the best part of the whole lot is when you go into the dressing room, like, and everyone's just there yeah. waiting for waiting for Shamey to come in with the cup. Uh-huh. And everyone just there, like... I don't think there was even one phone out to take a video of it, like you know, because everyone was just just in the moment, maybe. in the moment, like yeah. You know, whereas usually, like nowadays, like it's gone so yeah. social media, like that. Usually, you'd have people there waiting for their phone, uh-huh. like, trying to video. It. There wasn't one person waiting for the video, like so. There was actually no footage of it, like you know, which yeah. kind of makes it even better, like you know. And everybody just going mad, like everyone going mad. <laughs> I remember there's, there's a little there's a little astroturf section in Crow Park beside the dressing room, like where you kind of do your warm up, whatever. We were inside there and we had a big massive speaker, like a big uh-huh. huge joke. And uh, <laughs> we were there, and we had songs on it. Ronan Mayer went over and picked it up and started throwing it up and down the <laughs> air. Like, just, it was mad. Like, and then it was all kind of calmed down. We we're just kind of getting ready to go in the shower and stuff. And then Liam came in. Then the whole thing kicked off. Then again, like, you know, <laughs> so it's, you know, it's 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 crazy. Like, but then 
once it all calms down then like you straight away after to have your shower you go across in for a bit of finger food and stuff like that and you yeah. just go in you meet all the Kilkenny boys and whatever like you know and uh-huh. just kind of interact with them and and have and have a five minute chat with a couple of players like you know so that's kind of yeah so you, you have to be respectful for that then as well like aye um that being your second one did it feel the same as on the first one or was the first one a lot better or um well you see the first one see i only started two games in the year because i got sent off in the monster semi-final against limerick missed the monster final didn't start all in semi-final mm-hmm. then started the final so kind of making kind of getting yourself back onto the team yeah. i suppose was pretty special but then this year Liam coming back after not playing last year a few injuries and just not making the team like it kind of kind of very similar similar in some ways like so but like I was a- I was asked that a couple of weeks ago as well like well, which one was better like but I'd say I'd say this one is kind of slightly better right because after having such a bad year last year for personally and mm-hmm. and collectively like kind of come from where you are we're kind of you know bottom of the barrel in yeah. Munster like to come and win the All-Ireland like it was it was um it was a fairly fairly big achievement. It makes it that way a bit more special, like. Exactly, yeah. Like because last year was such a bad year for all different kinds of reasons, like, and then to come back then this year and kind of, I know we lost the monster fine, but to win kind of six out of seven games, yeah. you know, it, like takes a lot of work. Like we kind of targeted the monster championship really, really hard for the first round uh-huh. robin games to make sure that we got out of of monster, like you know, so to to finish it off then was was was, was yeah. good. And you think the the team. You know, last year not having the best of years, did that bring you together a wee bit more? Do you think, or um, I think what I think what probably brought us together was the under twenty ones winning all Ireland last year. Uh-huh. Seeing seeing them and kind of kind of knowing that a few of them would be added to the panel, they ended up I think it was nine or ten of them being added to the panel. Like that kind of brought new energy. Did that yeah. brought a bit of energy then for a couple of lads that have been there for years then to kind of you know kind of yeah. s- stock up like and say look if we don't if we don't put in effort here like these young lads are going to take our place or whatever like so that kind of it brought a competitiveness to the group but it brought an energy as well and just the crack that they brought as well like just yeah. just good like uh, you need that after a while I remember like I was chatting to, was chatting to Mark again you know one of the things that really happened that year Donegal was their 21s came through mm. you know or they had won or got the final I think it was the year before and then that new blood kind of coming through and the team made a yeah. makes a big difference to it like well it does yeah like it, it gives it gives it energy but <coughs> usually kind of when young players like that come in like they become into the dressing room they be real shy like they be kind of uh-huh. they stick together and sit in the corner or whatever like yeah. but you could see it they came in and they, in- they, in- they interact with the group straight away like and you know just a bit of a bit of boldness they kind of brought like I remember they were we had a training camp in Dublin and we went for a few pints after it. and uh, one of the lads now I won't say any names but um, you know he just some one of the old lads said something smart to him and he took off by and just started you know, <laughs> hammering into him like you know so that uh, was, and, like that was good like you know usually like game. If, uh, they were game anyway like yeah that, uh. that's that's the thing like you know he kind of he kind of just hammered into him and was like you know I don't care if you're here five yeah. years or whatever like if you say something to me I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna slag you back like you know so there was a slag and mash back and forward there for yeah. for a good five minutes like you know which was good to see like definitely definitely um, I was watching that goal he scored in All Ireland final. Like yeah, that wouldn't. I'm guessing that was a dream. Whenever you're away in, to do something like that, what's it like? Essentially living out a dream. I'm yeah, guessing that was anyway. Like, so I was actually the only thing I was quite, I was quite surprised because I didn't think Shamey would pass it because he usually doesn't. But, <laughs> but um, beca- I definitely think he didn't. He wasn't going to pass it because I remember in 2016 after I scored the goal and then got the chance straight uh-huh. after and Shamey's right across the square with no one on him 
and I never passed it. And he he has he still hasn't <laughs> he still hasn't stopped talking about it. But <coughs> so that was the thing. Shamey is just he's an unselfish player. Like and yeah, I don't know how I managed to get there with no one on me, but it happened. And uh, luckily enough, the, t- the touch was fairly good. And to do it to do it in front of the hill, and as well, like it's fairly it's fairly cool. Do you, whenever you're down, you do that. Do you hear like the noise and the madness, or do you zone out and you kind of do you not hear it? No, you don't. You don't hear it because you're kind of. You kind of ce- you kind of celebrate, but do you but you don't celebrate because you're like I am, I just remember I scored it. I was like, oh yes, but oh, I have to go find my man yeah. now. I have to get back into yeah. position. Like and Shamey was there. He was shouting at me. Oh, come on, let's go again. Let's go again and stuff like this. Like so, you don't exactly hear the noise, but but um after it, I remember after it myself, Shamey and Jake Morris were there. We got a free right at the end, and the three of us were fighting over who was going to take <laughs> it. Like because. They shouted him from Silent I was going to take it and Shamey said, Not a hope, I'm taking that, like and whatever and um and then put the ball over there and the whistle blew then the tree was just standing there literally two yards apart, like you yeah. know. And that's when you could hear everyone from the from from the hill like just go crazy like. It must be a mad noise whenever you're right yeah. down in there and you, you do kinda listen <coughs> for it like Yeah, see that's the thing. Like you, you, you straight away you kinda just want to go to your t- your teammates or whatever, but all and also you know, commiserate with the with the losing team, like but know when you get over into the sideline like and you see all your family and stuff yeah. like that then like that's when that's when it's it's it kind of brings you back down to your or whatever like i uh, that um that must be amazing like um because like being at i think it was at the semi-final this year and you see the amount of people and I, I don't think you can properly understand what that must be like until you're down there until you're in it like but no obviously like i the way i the way i approach things like it's just approach it really relaxed like i like myself and myself and Carl Barrett are kind of are kind of cut from the same cloth, whereas we kind of go into a match and before the match everyone's roaring and shouting and getting uh-huh. geared up. Like and myself and Carl are kind of just there, kind of smiling and laughing at each other. Like you know, just uh-huh. like it's only another game, like this kind of thing. Like so that's why that's the way we like we don't exactly get ourselves like bigged up on t- into a big occasion. Like it's kind of it, like yeah. I'd actually get more nervous playing a club game than I would for really? a, a county game because like for a club game you're expected because you're on a county team, whatever you're yeah. kind of expected to do a lot, like. Whereas when you're when you're on a county team, there's you're playing with players of the same yeah. same the same talent as you like, so there's not as much pressure on you. Do you find whenever you have that wee bit more pressure, whenever you feel a bit more pressure, do you, do you think you play better? <coughs> or do you play worse? Or um, it kind of kind of works both ways. I, I <laughs> this year now I I'd, I'd a bad enough year for the club, but usually I I'd, I'd be I'd be pretty good, and it was it was actually pointed out to me. Recently enough, I brought we were bringing around the cups around to the schools. Like, and I brought it to me my one of my local schools. There's three schools in my club, and I brought it in. And, uh, and we're having a Q and A. The teacher says, "Anybody have a question?" So a young lad pops up, and he's here, and he's like, uh, "Bubbles, um, why do you always play so well for Tipperary, but you're useless for killing all?" <laughs> <laughs> and I looked at him. I was like, oh, <laughs> "You know, I, I was like, who put you up to that?" And he's like, "No one." And uh, I was like, um, Oh, sure, my back is broken carrying Killing off for the last number of years, that's why, and all this. Just having a bit of a joke over then. He came up to me then after these, like, Oh, Tony Dial taught me to say that. Tony <laughs> beyond the Killing All team uh-huh. with me, like, I was just like, <laughs> But this year I had a fairly bad year for the club, like, but, um, but, you know, when you usually you wouldn't suck him to the pressure, like, but this year maybe I did, maybe the captaincy or whatever for the club, like, kind of put a bit of pressure on you, but, you know, I, I don't exactly look at it like that either, like. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting because like, I think there'll be different players and different people will will use pressure and then other ones like kind of like you say just stay relaxed with it and oh it yeah like the, you figure that out, the higher the higher the higher the stakes for me usually the better I play kind of like but <coughs> but um just this year this year just didn't happen for the club like obviously it went well for tip or whatever but 
do you know you're kind of you're you're nothing really without your club like and yeah you know, especially getting relegated then like was it ended up yeah being successful with tip like but end up overall being a being a uh, bad year for for me and for for our club like i think like whenever it when it isn't going good in the team it, i don't even think it matters individually you, you just whenever it's going when it's going bad it's going bad like yeah, so that's the thing like when you get when you get when you get stuck into a rut like it's yeah. it's very hard to get out like we played teams this year that where usually we'd be considered maybe a better team than them but this year we were just in a rut we've yeah. we like we've played we played i think it was five championship hurling games we didn't win any i think we played five four cha- five championship football games we we only won one like you know so we just got into a rut and, and that's it like Right, whenever you're in, it's tough to get out. It was kind of, like. kind of the same as what we were last year. We tipped like we kind of got into a yeah. rut where we where we couldn't win a game, and you know, I kind of there's no energy there. Like you know, when they're losing, like you know, and so I it's, think it's hard. I think momentum's a big thing too. And if you've no momentum <coughs> week on week on week, it, it's well hard to keep motivated. It's well hard to keep at it. But if you get a win and you get another one, the wee bit of momentum starts building. It makes that's a big difference. Uh, that's un- that's underestimated. Like you know, yeah. like when you start, you could see it there with with say Wexford this year. Like you know. They were winning. They were, they were mm-hmm. drawn. They were drawn, and they were winning. They got a bit of momentum, like, and one once you have momentum, like that's it, it's a big energy boost, like. Yeah, yeah. Um, so with Tip, Liam Shady was obviously done a very good job over the past while. It seems like there's been a lot of kind of say professionalism, a wee bit more maybe brought, or is it just a different different structure being put in place um, over the past couple of years? Or no, there was all, there was always professionalism there, like, but maybe the professionalism dropped from a player's point of view as well in the last couple of years like yeah. whereas when Liam came back in we kind of we kind of had sole focus on our on maybe two goals it was like winning a Munster Championship and then winning a winning All-Ireland Championship yeah but um, it was kind of just it was do or die for a lot of players like you know so you know myself included so we, we just kind of put our shoulders to the wheel and you know the, the team the, the backroom team that he brought with him like was 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 a lot got to do with it. Like Liam would be the first to say that he's only he's only a small cog in a, in yeah. a wheel. Like you know, it's a big so backroom team, wasn't it? I think it was. A, it was made a lot bigger than, than than what it actually was. Like some of them people are just in carrying water and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, but um, but uh, the main the main the main core the main core of the group like was you know the, the seven or eight people like so yeah they were they were all top class and really professional guys like um guy from Belfast doing your SNC Carbo yeah yeah. Carbo he seems to have done a really good job over the mm. past so that's the thing like Herbert like he's he came from a he came from Arsenal yeah. soccer club like so you know you could see that he's really professional the first time we met him like his presentation and everything like was, was pretty good and he kind and he was see he, he interacted well with the players like and mm. that's and that's why people bought, bought kind of bought into his to his methods say like and so he, he brought a lot to it like and he's just hurling mad yeah, just absolutely hurling mad. Like his brother, his brother heard for Antrim. Yeah, a couple of years ago, he actually marked our physio right. in a league match. I think it was back in two thousand and two or three or something like that. But, uh-huh. but um, he's hurling mad. Like <coughs> anytime you any time you go to training session, he's there. He'd have all his stuff set up about an hour before, and he's up poking around on the field, like yeah. poking around at someone and just running around. Just he's like an energizer bunny, like and yeah, and you know that was good. Like whereas if you don't have someone that has a hurling background like it might be a bit difficult for them like maybe you know, so. uh, and by end as a player maybe too yeah exactly like you know like he hurled he hurled before himself like so he kind of knew yeah and he, like obviously he's a certain condition in the green and stuff like that so he kind of knew what was needed for uh-huh. for for us like do you enjoy gym work or you kind of do oh it yeah just like because I you have to no i i used to run i used to run a gym myself so uh, and i and i and i done it in college as well i, stu- I studied strength and condition in college as well so um 
really really enjoy the gym yeah. work but it's just about you, know, you, have to, you just have to make time for it like that's a hard thing it's a hard thing whenever you're in the kind of season with tip what does the, the training week look like you know how, how often are you getting into the gym or? well from the start from the start of the year say in whichever january until you finish you're, you're in the gym twice a week mm-hmm. maybe maybe from ja- maybe january to march early april you could be in it three times a week yeah. but you're you're training collectively maybe five times five times a week if not six yeah so what you will do like maybe four four pet sessions and two two gym or so something you could, like it, could u- it could usually look like mon- monday you're in the gym tuesday you're on the pitch wednesday you're in the gym thursday you're off friday on the pitch and then either saturday or sunday then on the pitch as well yeah um how do you find managing that time like so obviously a lot of your <laughs> like a full-time job <laughs> see that's the thing like i like as i said i used to run a gym so i, I kind of gave that up like because the hours of running the gym is yeah. it's pretty tough like you know six in the morning to maybe nine or ten at night like so i had to give it up and just get a, a nine to five job like so but once you've your once you've your week planned out like you're you, sh- you should find it fairly easy to do it like but it is a full-time job like and it's getting harder and harder because the amount of time that you that you have to put in like and the amount of time that say your manager or your players want to be together like you know yeah and would there be many players doing all their stuff or even yourself, like, would there be players still doing other stuff themselves outside of that as well? Do you think? Or yeah, you would like it, like, <coughs> especially you see, it's a lot di- when you're winning. When you're winning, you see, you kind of you want to spend more time with each other. Like, mm-hmm. it's like just myself and Kyle Barrett there would be very good friends. Like, it. so if we're get, if we're together, we tip five nights a week. I'd say myself and Kyle are in the are in the picture and to going to the pool or something. The other yeah. two, like, do you know what I mean? So you're kind of spending time with the with the same group of people nearly all the time, like, mm-hmm. you know. And the kind of work you're doing in the gym, is it anything, like, is it all the kind of basic gym work that you would think about, or are you just doing anything crazy, or? Um, oh, it's like, it's all, it's all fairly simple, like, you know, from whenever you go back in December or January, whatever, like, you're, you know, you're doing your, you're doing your power phase, like, you're doing your yeah. low reps, like, and, and high weight or whatever, and then, you know, it just changes then over time, like, so there's, there's all different structures in it, like, you know, and, and then, just to break it up, but then you could do an old circuit session or something like that, yeah. like you know. But it's all it's all fairly structured and all like everything is all kind of laid out for you. You're told there's your program. Uh-huh. You go do your program, get that done, go away home. Like you know, there's no time restriction or whatever. But you just have yeah. to do. We we just decided this year that we done it collectively, like you know. Uh, so we had a group in. You a bit more energy in the yeah, gym then. So whatever like you're doing. We kind of got, we kind of had groups of ten going together. Like whereas you know, years gone by, you kind of would have done it yourself. Like so, uh, you, when you're doing it on your own, you don't do it. You don't do it half as well. Like whereas you're, you're in beside someone. Like he lifts one weight, like you want to lift, you want to lift Definitely. more than him, like you know. Definitely. Like I have to train by myself now, in the middle of the day after like work in the morning, and it's like mm. training is just it's a real chore. But yeah. they see whenever I train ones in the evening, and it's I do group sessions, and I'm like I'm fucking jealous. Is like <laughs> there's so much energy in the room, whereas like whenever I'm training, you know, it, it was, it's the, sa- it's it was like the same thing. Like when I was training people before, so like it's and you're training in groups of threes and fours and stuff. Like you know, it's a bit of crack and you're yeah. pushing yourself, whatever. But then lunchtime then whatever when you have to do it yourself like it's just it's like oh jesus that's tough going i'm like. still here like uh, it's a real chore <laughs> um I, I think an important thing too is and i get a lot you know people wanting to know kind of what stuff is done and there's really no like magic secrets or no magic program it's just the basic <laughs> stuff done consistently like isn't that's it that's it yeah like carver would have set out our gym program like and if you looked at any of the other inter-county teams like all their gym programs are probably yeah. similar, like or yeah. you know, there might be one or two different exercises in it, like but they're all mostly the same, like you know. So Aye. it's just about how probably how how hard you push yourself and how, how heavy heavy you want to lift or how 
yeah how fast you want to move or whatever like uh, that's it like i think some people think that there's a you know a magic program or or something something that the top teams are doing but all the information's out there like it's well, see it's all there but like you kind of you kind of look at some you kind of look at some players then like and they be absolutely busting out of jersey I that's <laughs> only because they spend maybe for yeah. 20, 10 15 minutes at the end just doing the gun show yeah. like you know so that's that's, that that that's how they that's how they get get to look like that because most teams like it's all individualized but it's mostly all the same like yeah <coughs> i think it's kind of important too especially with gym work like y- you can sometimes when you have a tendency to do too much and that kind of two times a week that seems like a kind of good number with the amount of other work you, you have see, see that's the thing yeah like, but if you're not on the pitch then like you could, you could be doing up to four sessions in the gym like you know yeah. so it all depends on how many f- how many um how many pitch sessions that you're doing or if you're not able to be on the pitch like you know when you're injured when you're injured you're going to be in the you're going to be in the gym four times a week you'll yeah. be doing rehab and you'll be doing your gym program like you know so yeah. but once you know what you're doing and once it's laid out for you it's it's very easy to actually do it and it enhances it you know? like, doesn't it? Did you find that after last year there was anything you needed to work on in preseason in particular? Or? Um, not really, because this pre this this year was the first preseason that I got in maybe two or three years because I struggled with injuries and stuff like that. So the minute the minute we finished our club season last year, I got I got an operation on my ankle. So uh-huh. and I was in a boot for eight. I was in a boot for eight weeks. So I think I got in the first of first of October. And then I was back then around middle of December, so I kind of got a full, a full preseason under my belt. Whereas y- years previous, I was injured, I was in yeah. and out of stuff like or whatever, and I wasn't able to do a full preseason. Whereas this year, I got a full preseason preseason in and got enough slagging for it too. But yeah, you know that that's that's the only reason why why we were so fit because I think the collectively, I think the majority of the group were were able to train most most nights. Yeah, it makes it so much easier. I think it even like. If you have a good group like that training the whole year, the chance of there being injuries and stuff is reduced because everyone's mm. training consistently. But see, this year, this year we had maybe two or three strength and conditioning guys. Like, and if you're injured, I remember for the first five, six weeks when I was only coming back to doing a bit small bit of running and stuff uh-huh. like that. Usually, usually you'd have to do it on your own on the sideline. But you had like someone with you. You had, you had an S and C guy there with you to to push to push you or pull yeah. you back or whichever like you know which was a great help like i f- I spent five weeks running up and down the sideline on yeah. my own barely jogging then getting up to 50 uh-huh. percent and then eventually being able to go back in and then to full train like yeah i've seen that this year with there it was that n- like probably in the years gone by and you've probably seen it if you're injured you just sat and watched mm. whereas up there if there was someone that was injured like if it was there uh if there was leg they were injured, they're up in the gym and you could still watch training from the gym, yeah. but they're in the gym or they're <coughs> doing the rehab and run, like there was never really an excuse to to sit and do nothing. See that's the thing, even th- even this year now even when we first come back and I was I was still I was still on off feet training and like you have you have your two or three gym sessions a week and then the nights that are on the pitch then you're you're sitting on a watt bike like and yeah. And if you ask anybody that that does a watt bike session, you'd rather be out in the pitch getting flogged than doing a watt bike uh, session because they're absolutely horrendous. Uh, really painful the burn. Um, with the um, with your preseason training, you obviously probably have to do a lot with nutrition. Do you just have a nutritionist, or do you do it yourself, or do you? Do you yeah, we got a gauge with anyway. I'm guessing at this stage. We got a we got a new uh, a new nutritionist this year and. Um, he came in from Galway, mm-hmm. and uh, he was top class. Like he was just when he fir- when he first came in, he laid down the law straight away. Like and and the professionalism that he brought in was absolutely yeah. second to none. Like he's 
his attention to detail like and and the one thing that he kind of he kind of laid on was if you need anything just ring me yeah. you know so no matter what you look for like if you look for anything uh, all you do is ring him and you'd have it the next day like yeah, you know, the amount of the amount of creatine yeah. protein whatever you wanted boxes of stuff like uh-huh. you'd, you'd have it there for it like and it was just laid on for you like you know there was and he was just top class like and he knew his stuff like he knew by him the minute he came in just small little tweaks and a few things like uh-huh. and and you're gaining ten percent like you know yeah and um, was the majority of the work he was doing was that you know on an individual basis for you or was it maybe in like pre-match meals and stuff or was it about everything all all individual yeah so he he met he would have met every player and whatever the player whatever you wanted mm-hmm. he'd he'd provide for you and it's just it's just you going off and doing it then yeah and and that's basically it like the nutrition is only is only there to help you but he can't actually do it for you, like so you have to go away and, and do yeah. it yourself. Like. Same with the gym work as well. Like you can get the best program in the world, but if you don't do it, it's exactly not yeah. Like, like he he can't eat the food for you. Like yeah. Now he tried he tried to cook to cook it for us a couple of times. All right, like uh-huh. we done we done a, co- a couple of cooking nights and and stuff like that. When we're in training camps just for a bit of crack. Like but <coughs> some lads some lads didn't like some of the food that he was cooking, so he was he was kind of just leaving it to himself. A few plain eaters, I would say. <laughs> um, do you have like a what's your kind of uh, what's the word? schedule or you know leading up to a game with eating the because i know certain <coughs> players will be different like would you eat three hours out an hour out or before a game so like if you're if you're playing on sunday at say two o'clock you kind of get up at you get up at maybe half seven mm-hmm. have your breakfast and then 11 o'clock then you'd have your main meal yeah three hours three hours before uh-huh. and then maybe just when you arrive into the dressing room then you just have maybe a banana or yeah. Nutrigame bar or Nature Valley bar or whatever and, and that's that's basically it like there's no yeah. real formula to it like and kind of the way the way the nutritionist let it out to us was kind of you eat you eat on the Saturday like and then on the Sunday then you kind of just top up like yeah. you know, that's it Aye, so you do most of your kind of carb loading the day before basically yeah, that's it yeah what sort of meals would you be having the day of the game you know, in that breakfast lunch is it the same or well, do you the change day, it up uh, well the day of the game you'd have like for breakfast say you'd have you'd have three eggs maybe in a bowl of porridge yeah you know and leave it at that like and then for your dinner then before it or it depends on time to match but like spaghetti bolognese or something like that like you mm-hmm. know yeah just a bit of meat a few carbs and but like may- the may- maybe maybe a scone running there then as well the main kind of uh the main work is done the day before basically well it's kind of done in the, in the lead up to it like you know you're kind of building yeah. from say well like if you have a match on the sunday like you're kind of on recovery food on mm-hmm. the Monday and then from Tuesday on then you're kind of you're kind of getting yourself prepared then for the for the match the week after. Yeah. And are you like tracking your calories or are you pitting in you know, are you getting the meal plan sent to you or what way does it work? So you, you have you have you have your meal plan there like and mm-hmm. and the it's all laid out for you, like your the amount of calories you're allowed and yeah. you know the foods that you eat or whatever, like so you just have to track that like and and that's it. Like there's no don't exactly weigh our food or anything like that. Like, you know, that's kind of up to indivi- yeah. individual preference, like, you know, but it's kind of you, when you're doing it for so long, you kind you kind of know anyway, like you know. Ah, you get a good sense of it, and um, again, I think it's the same with that gym work we were chatting about. There's not really any secrets again with it, you know. No, no, y- no secrets whatsoever. Like you eat in relation to the work you're doing, and it's pretty straightforward. Like yeah, and it pay and it pays off then. Like yeah, and then <coughs> going going doing it with pe- with with people. Then like I I remember there one gym session we had there this year. There was four of us in a group. And we were there, so we're on, we're on, we're just doing benching, like uh-huh. just benching alone, like we weren't doing nothing with it. And 
to just like us, we start off with 16 and we go to 17, like we have five uh-huh. sets of it, and then we're building up along. And one of us was trying to hold back, and the other lad, then one of us then was trying to was trying to lift, 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 like you know, to see who see uh-huh. who, see could he, could we all keep going together, like and you know, one lad is obviously stronger than the other, like so. Uh-huh. It's a but that's the competitive edge, like and it's a bit of crack in the gym as well, like and you know, definitely if some if some lad lifts more than you or whatever on a bench, it's just like you'd be, there'd be a bit of slagging going, like you know, so it's good having that energy in the gym too, like yeah, it's like the gym sessions were were good crack, like and that's that's the main thing, like because when you go in on the Tuesday night then or whatever onto the pitch sessions, they're they're hard work, yeah. like you know, so yeah. is there any any big lifters in the tip team? Um, there is, yeah. Um, I'd say Dan McCormick is probably the biggest bench. You can see him. We call him. Ar- we call mm-hmm. him Arms McCormick. <laughs> He's fairly massive now, but um, yeah, Dan is probably Dan or Bonner would probably lift the most. Bonner would probably beat Dan, but um, so Dan, all Dan concentrated on was arms, yeah. and arms and chest, like so. But um, Carl Barrett would lift heavy as well. Um, there wouldn't be too many light lifters, like you know, I like I'd lift heavy enough myself, but but it all depends. Like some, like some lad could go in there and. Lift lift a hundred kg in a bench, but then not able to do five pull ups. Like you know, yeah. so like I remember we done we done a pull up test and we were all doing away. Some lads were getting ten or whatever, and then another lad got twenty one. Like but sure he's only doing half. He's only doing half ones. Like you know, <laughs> and he was he wasn't being watched by the yeah. S and C guy, so he got away with it. So he was top of the list, but I think he was being challenged by a few lads that you he give was him cheating. No credit at all. No, no credit <laughs> whatsoever. Uh, if you beat you in the bench, it'll be a half rep as well. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> um, I think that's classic. Having that energy in the gym is is really good. Like, because I think, and you probably see it whenever you don't have it. It's so hard mm. to motivate yourself to train. Though it's great whenever you do have it. Like you have, you have, you're doing, you're doing your testing there, and you're doing your pull up test. Like, and you're in groups of four or five. Like, mm-hmm. and if you're first up, like you, it's kind of, it's a bit harsh because you're up, you're first up. And but I, m- I remember one of the tests we did. One, the first up was one of the under twenty ones that came up from last year, and I think he banged out nineteen. And it's just like, how are we gonna follow that? Like, you know, there was a couple of old, there was a couple of older lads in the group. Then, like, and you're just there trying trying to follow that and try and get some way close to it. Like, but yeah. I don't think I don't think anyone did. Like, Aye, that's uh, that's a serious amount of pull ups. <laughs> I have like uh, the record board in, in our gym, and like the biggest bench, deadlift, and chin ups and all. Yeah. But you see, for the first like week that I had it up the crack in the gym was unreal because everybody was just trying to beat each other mm. but not just beat each other beat each other by like the minimal amount that's all yeah just for pure hatefulness yeah. like but it was brilliant yeah, yeah I remember like myself and myself and myself and Barrett would be um, would be fairly competitive and uh, we weren't in the same group but we'd be kind of looking out like to see what uh-huh. that person gets like so I think he, he went up and he got s- I think he got 17 and I was up after and then and I uh, and I got 16 then and it killed me like <laughs> absolutely killed me that he was after beating me by one, like, but yeah, but um, you know, that's the competitive thing, like, and it's a bit of crack, like, you know, definitely, it's brilliant, like, it's brilliant. Um, going into next year, is there any kind of like goals or anything you have, um, or have you thought much about that yet at this stage? Not really, no, because we're only literally finished with the club stuff there now, and um, I'm actually heading off on holidays next week, so right, that's um, that's all that now, I, like, when I when I come back, I suppose we'll probably be straight back into it, going holidays for six weeks, so. What about C4? Uh, going to Australia. Very nice. So going over there for six weeks. So that'll be that'll be a bit of crack, and um, come back then, and then it's kind of just back to square one. Like it's yeah. just back in, straight in, testing done, and and away you go, run up and down that field again. Are you traveling Australia, or do you? Have yeah, going to um, friends over there. Going to Melbourne, Sydney, and Port. So Very good. going to do maybe ten, twelve days in each, and and then 
I've a, I've a stag I've a stag the weekend before before I go and have a stag the weekend I come back so right. it'll be a it'll be a tough couple of weeks but you know it's the time to do it like you know so yeah. because when you come back like it's co- it's all back down to hard well, training. That's, like. it, that's it. I'm sure as well like because the factories are so like intense and if you're in it you really do need a break. Mm. Yeah, so that's the thing like a good break like that. Like when you fin- when you finish with the county team like and you go back into your club action like yeah granted you can have your few points there when you're playing club action like but you still can't exactly relax and yeah. kind of let your hair down like you know so I think the, the four weeks or five weeks in, in Australia will be a bit of crack like and all so you get to see see a lot of a lot of cool places have you been there before or? no I've never been there before no um, been to a few places alright but never been to Australia so yeah I have a good few relations and friends over there so it'll be, did, good, it'll um, be good crack did you ever play in any of the, the hurling games that were in New York or, or Boston Boston yeah did you yeah I was there I was there two years ago um, in Fenway yeah what was that like? It was good, yeah. It was good crack, good crack, like different format, but it was um, it was a bit of crack. Like it's kind of, we went over and like you're, you're like you're not allowed to drink. Like it's supposed to be a bit of crack and stuff, but you're not allowed to drink until after the matches. Like, right? Do you know? So that's kind of. But we went out. We I think we we played Clare uh-huh. and they bet us by a pint. I think, but um, yeah, it's good. It's good crack. Like it's we're going to New York with it this year. I'm not going now. I'm going to miss it, but. I think the four semi-finalists are going to New right. York to play at this, the 11s this year, yeah, but I'm going to miss it. I'll be in Australia, so I'm, I'm, not, really sh- too, I'm not really too bothered about it, no. No, well, I suppose if you've done it already, like, it's not too bad, is it? Yeah, look. It's just another it's game. Still, it's, but it's in, a, it's in a different, it's in a different um, city, like, but... I'd say there's some Americans watching that, not having a notion what's going on, like... Not having a notion, but they'd, then they'd be like, oh my God, he's ever hitting him with his stick, <laughs> all this sort of stuff, like, and, you know, but they, they take to the game, like, you can see it, Aye. like, it's... They kind of call it like it's kind of baseball, lacrosse, yeah. hockey, all kind of mixed uh-huh. into one and all this sort of stuff. Like so, but um, so I suppose that's what Sky Sports is after doing for GA. Like you know, it's getting a lot of yeah, a lot of foreign countries say uh, kind of getting enthralled in it. Like definitely, like in in any anybody or like whenever you look on Twitter, like the reactions to it and stuff, like everyone's yeah. amazed by it. Like even your man Josh Prey. Uh, is that your? Who's that? The, f- the fella, Josh Prey there, the fella from, from America that oh was watching the games. Like Crook Park and all, didn't <laughs> yeah. he? He was cracked. Like he's he was mad. Like Yeah, I remember, I think I remember after the dollar in the final, I think I wrote him on Instagram and everything, saying, oh, fair play to you, Josh, you're giving the game some exposure right. in America and all this sort of crack. Like, so like, he was never going to look at it or even reply or anything like to know. But he got um, he got some amount of views and stuff for that. He stuff. did, yeah. But then he got a lot of abuse over too, then like. Like the G- well the GA like saying that or oh, the GA are bringing this fella from America over because he put a few posts up on Instagram or whatever Facebook like and he and then a normal Joe so from Kerry then can't get a, can't get a ticket to the to the match like and all this sort of stuff. People are just fucking stupid too. Like to an extent, aren't they? Like they just find anything to give out about. It's mad. Like people will just look for things, look for negativity. <laughs> yeah, which are he was he was he was given a, he was given the game exposure like so it was a positive thing like yeah and then did, like everyone tried to turn it into a negative thing on him like so uh, there's just some some people out there are just will just look for the negative and everything like mm. it's yeah. uh, it's strange it's strange um right we'll do a quick fire around here right. best GA moment oh. Scoring the goal against Galway in the 16 semi-final. Really? Mm. The goal or the whole event? Not the goal. Just the goal? Just the goal, yeah. Any reason why? Good goal. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair enough. <laughs> Can I argue with that? That's about, that's about it, yeah. Oh, it's just, uh, just the way that the game the game kind of panned out and then kind of a score like that then to win it for us like by, yeah. I think we won by a pint or maybe two. 
you know, kind of propel us on, then kind of, you know, that's what gave us confidence then for the final. Like. Yeah. Worst GA moment? Losing to Galway the year after. Yeah. Yep. Uh, best score you've ever taken? Goal against Galway. It's featuring a lot here. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, not against Galway. Best drinking session after a one? Oh, Jesus. Under 21, All-Ireland Hurling Final 2010. Aye. Uh, the match was on a Saturday. So when we went out Saturday after night, it was on in Turles to play Galway again, actually. Uh-huh. And I, I think we won by 26 points or something. And we went out in Turles that night. Um, we went back to a pub then. We didn't go home. We didn't sleep. And then we went out all day Sunday. And then Paddy Mayer then. Seth Paddy Mayer, Brenda Mayer, uh-huh. Michael Kyle, a few and a few more. Went to Limerick on Monday. Came back. Went to Kilkenny on Tuesday. And then went to Clamell then on the Wednesday. <laughs> so That was a real session. Oh, it was crazy. And I was only I was only after turning eighteen at the time and um Schlemoder <laughs> was ringing me the whole time. I was like, <laughs> You okay? <laughs> all this sort of stuff. <laughs> but uh, that was that was one of the best. Yeah. Um toughest opponent you marked. Noel Connors. Last two. Where does the nickname Bubbles come from? <laughs> um the mother the mother gave it to me after she gave birth to me. I came out and I had a big hairy back and hairy arms and legs and big head of hair the whole lot and she said he looks like Michael Jackson's monkey. <laughs> and that stuck since? That stuck since, yeah. I think I she she tried to put it on my birth cert, but I don't think it was allowed. How do you feel about that now? You you Oh well, I like the last couple of years. Like I've been, I've been getting asked about it a lot. Like, and it all, it kind of all depends on where you are. Like, some people ask me, and like, I kind of say, oh, I support West Ham, and they have the song of oh, forever blowing uh-huh. bubbles, or um, you know, I used to blow bubble bats and or bubbles uh-huh. in the bat and all this sort of stuff. We make up a lot of stuff, but I eventually come out and just tell them the truth, like, because nearly everyone knows nowadays. Anyway. Uh, um, so last thing, best advice for any young players out there, or any kind of traits that you think are are important for young players to have or people in general? Um, I, su- I suppose after the last maybe year, I'd say what I change is just kind of have a positive outlook on everything. Kind of mm-hmm. like after having such a bad year, say last year or whatever, and then just coming back and trying to be positive and kind of taking setbacks in kind of on, on, on route to it. Like, you know, you're not, everything's not going to be rosy. Like, but I think like, Noel McGraw says it when he gives a speech to young lads, like listen to your coaches and listen to your mm-hmm. parents and your management, whatever. But I think, I think one of the, one of the biggest advice I give is res- respect the people that are training you in your club, yeah. because it's a thankless job, like uh-huh. especially when you're going around tra- and you're trying to cha- train ten year olds, twelve year olds, or fourteen year olds, and yeah. as the years get o- as the years go, they're getting older and older and getting their bolder and bolder, like. But they're the lads that are going to propel you to be successful, like and. Don't just listen to them, and anything they ask you to do is probably they're they're doing it they're doing it to try and make you better. And if they give out to you, it's not to yeah. give out to you; like it's to it's to make you better. And just listen to them, and then just never take your foot off the pedal. If, yeah. if you think you're good, uh-huh. you can get you can get better. Yeah. And do you think you know, like you're kind of you're basically at like the top, or probably the goal of where you wanted to be when you were younger? What do you think has kind of got you to that point? You know, is there is there anything in particular, or any attitude you think you've had there? Well, the attitude I've had is, is I, I always thought I was good enough. Yeah. And it t- like, and I still ha- I still have the attitude that it's belief I, like. I'm, I'm good enough and that I'm that I'm the best out there or whatever. And 
and that's probably why a lot of intercounty hurlers are successful because they think that they're the best yeah. when you go out if I go out and mark say Paul Murphy like I think I'm better than him he thinks I'm that he's better than me yeah. so as long as it, you have that own self-belief I, th- I think that's kind of the most important thing like you then you, you back it up then yeah, as well you, like you, pl- you play about you play bad you play good but like you you just have a bad game it doesn't mean you're a bad player like yeah you know, and, and and stuff like that and and people kind of getting on top of you and trying to get you down you just kind of have to reset yourself and be like have that self-belief that you're good enough because you wouldn't be there in the first place if you weren't good enough yeah yeah that was good that was a good conversation um that's brilliant thanks for taking the time out no bother at all yeah appreciate it yeah appreciate really enjoyed it. it thanks very much thank you